Hi everyone, welcome to Spanglish from Friends. At the end of the podcast, do not forget to add yourself, share and visit us on Facebook at the group English with Yola with a Y. Today, we are going to continue reading the book Becoming from Michelle Obama, page 84, chapter 7. Home gradually began to feel more distant, almost like a place in my imagination. While I was in college, I kept up with a few of my high school friends, most, especially Santita who had landed at Howard University in Washington, D.C. I went to visit her there over a long weekend, and we laughed and had deep conversations, same as we always had. Howard's campus was urban. Girl, you're still in the hood. I teased after a giant rat charged past us outside her dorm and its student population, twice the size of Princeton's, was almost entirely black. I invite Santita for the fact she was not isolated by her race. She didn't have to feel that everyday drain of being in a deep minority, but still, I was content returning to the emerald lawns and vaulted stone our ways of Princeton. Even a few people there could relate to my background. I was majoring in sociology, pulling good grades. I studied dating a football player who was smart and spontaneous, who liked to have fun. Suzanne and I were now rooming with another friend, Angela Kennedy, a wiry, fast-talking kid from Washington, D.C. Angela had a quick, wacky wit and made a game of making us laugh, despite being an urban black girl. She dressed like a preppy out of central casting, wearing saddle shoes and pink sweaters, and somehow managing to pull off the look. I was from one word but now lived fully in another, one in which people fretted about their LSAT scores and their squash games. It was a tension that never quite went away. At school, when anyone asked where I was from, I answered, Chicago, and to make clear that I wasn't one of the kids who came from well-heeled northern suburbs like Evanston or Winnetka and stacked some false claim on Chicago. I would add, with a touch of pride or maybe defiance, the south side. I knew that if those words conjured anything at all, It was probably stereotyped images of a black gay girl. Given that gang battles and violence in housing projects 
were what most often showed up in the news. But again, I was trying, if only half consciously, to represent the alternative. I belonged at Princeton as much as anybody. And I came from the south side of Chicago. It felt important to say it out loud. For me, the south side was something entirely different from what got shown on TV. It was home, and home was our apartment on Euclid Avenue, with its fading carpet and low ceilings. My dad kicked back in the bucket of his easy chair. It was our tiny yard with Bobby's blooming flowers and stone bench where what seemed like eons ago. I had kissed that boy, Ronald. Home was my past, connected by Gosmer threads to where I was now. We did have one blood related in Princeton, Dandy's younger sister, whom we knew as an aunt's She was a simple, bright woman who lived in a simple, bright house on the edge of town. I don't know what brought Aunt Sis to Princeton originally, but she had been there for a long time, doing domestic work for local families and never losing her Georgetown accent, which sits between a low country troll and a color lilt. Like Dante, Aunt Sis had been raised in Georgetown, which I remember from a couple of summer visits we had made with my parents when I was a kid. I remember the thick heat of the place and the heavy green draped of Spanish moss of the live oaks. The cypress trees racing from the swamps and the old men fishing on the muddy creeks. There were insects in Georgetown, alarming numbers of them, buzzing and whirring in the evening air like little helicopters. This is everything for today. We see you tomorrow to continue reading this wonderful book and listening skills. Bye!